It's the Meg John and Justin podcast. Yay! Yay. <laughs> we just lost our special guest star. Yeah, we had a special guest star at the beginning, and it was very exciting. <laughs> yeah. And she's gone. Yeah, Barney the cat had decided to sit right between us, so it looked like she was going to take part. Yeah. She was like right on the level with the mic and everything. It was incredibly cute. Yeah. Uh, I can't even explain, but uh, <laughs> there's probably a picture. We took a picture, so yeah. uh, you could probably see if you look now at your phone listening to this podcast. There'll be a picture of the There'll be a Barnes. picture of, of the Barnes. Yes. Is Who? that a nickname? Oh, so many nicknames. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but the Barnes, Barney the cat. Yeah. Okay. Um, Imaginative nicknames. <laughs> well, <The Barnes. laughs> well, she when we got her, she was called something like Princess Snowy Pants or something. Okay. Like that, so we changed her name. That sounds good. <laughs> but she's a bit of a princess. Yeah. But she's also the teacher teacher of consent, as we've yeah. discussed before. Oh, uh, that's right. Right. Yeah. 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 She is featured on this podcast before. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, animals very good for teaching teaching about consent absolutely you have to be third handshake with them you have to yeah. tune in you have to tune into their body language and tell when they're saying yes and when they're saying mm. no and when they're saying mm, not sure yeah. so i've always been a little bit afraid of animals particularly dogs and mm. uh people have said oh you know they can tell uh when you're when you're scared <laughs> well, they're, tuning, they're third handshaking yeah exactly well. yeah, and yeah, cats yeah. are evil because when they can tell you don't like them they're all like they're all about you like yeah. you're the one they seek out because they like to mess with humans who aren't really into cats I feel like for that I get on with there's one particular special cat in my life called Cabbage Aww. I get on well with Cabbage when I'm much more Cabbage like oh yeah you know if I'm not paying her any attention at all yeah she's like all over me and then if I'm like all let's be affectionate and stuff mm. sometimes we play rainbow string oh yeah yeah it's nice <laughs> There's <laughs> like a bit of rainbow string and uh, that she likes, and so I run around the uh, the flat where she lives, and uh, with the rainbow string, and she pounces after it, Aww. and we do ten minutes of that, and it's like uh, the first rule about rainbow string is there is no rainbow string. Okay, yeah, it's like it's like I don't exist to her after that. That's it. But for that ten minutes, then she she's right loves in there. me, and yeah. I'm having a great time. Well, Barney's the same with the laser pointer. Right. Oh, she loves that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. 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 We won't do it now because it'll get noisy. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be that much fun for the listeners. <laughs> imagine a cat running after a laser pointer. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> and when we do a YouTube, we'll uh, <laughs> include the laser pointer cat. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they're very popular. Anything involving a cat is what gets you uh, noticed online, right? That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Not our pearls of wisdom about uh, consent and relationships. Yeah. But stuff. The cat. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, mm. we thought that we'd talk some talk about power. Mm. Um, today is, uh, what is it? it's Thursday. It's the Thursday of the week of the Harvey Weinstein allegations. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Weinstein? I have no idea. But I feel like this sort of thing has been the news a lot lately with a lot yeah. of different people, mostly guys with a lot of power mm-hmm. in Hollywood yeah. and kind of, you know, raising questions over their behaviour, either yeah. sexual behaviour or behaviour in relationships. So we're so, not going to talk about the specifics because yeah. we don't do that. Cause we no, don't it's know not cool, people. is it? It's not cool. We don't know the people involved. But yeah. we can talk about the general issues around power and relationships. I mean, that's the thing. These mm. things, when these things are in the news, like people talk about the, you know, the story, but yeah. actually the more, um, you know, there are, I hate, should I use the word teachable moment? But no, it's like, yeah. there is something to learn from with this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and amidst all um, 
the stuff around you know who knew what and mm. who's yeah and who's saying what and who did what to whom wow that's a great sentence <laughs> well done, Justin. um that there is some stuff missing here about power and consent and relationships and why it's a thing yeah and that's the kind of stuff that we're going to talk about i mean the thing with the 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 stuff that's coming out recently and the stuff that came out about other people as well like savile and mm-hmm. um other folk um <laughs> is uh, i mean these are kind of obvious examples of power and yes uh, and consent uh and, and no and lacking consent yeah um and but i guess it might be a good idea for us to unpack why you know what what is going on there in terms of power and consent mm, and what's absolutely you know, just how, so i guess in the the weinstein stuff but if if it was any kind of producer of a film mm. with a big wig in hollywood yeah uh, this person has the power to make or break somebody's careers yes right? and and so there is you know a life's work is often resting on whether they get yeah. on with this very very powerful person or not yeah like it could yeah literally make or break your career I suppose yeah exactly I think it's like saying it on a spectrum of power mm. so I guess you mentioned Savile well that's up sort of the utmost isn't it it's yeah. when you when you're preying on people who are kids and yeah. you're an adult when often it's people who are unwell and you're healthy yeah. you know when you're a celebrity with loads of power over you know whether nice things happen to these people or yeah. not you know it's like it, that's just you know got it all going on yeah um as well as gender age etc so um but but i think you know it becomes more complicated when you go move down that spectrum mm. a bit to kind of ascertain what kind of power is in play in a relationship because it's unlikely to be a relationship, you know, for most people where it's somebody who's got that power to make or break someone's career, perhaps. Yeah, that's the mm. thing. I think that's the, the important thing, I think, to recognise in these. Um, as people who, you know, uh, talk about uh, relationships and consent, it's important mm. for us to be people and for other people who do this kind of stuff to talk about, actually, you know, that's like a, an obvious example but there are much less obvious examples yeah. that might actually be happening mm. in day-to-day lives and in fact even maybe in our lives you know that mm. there are kind of power dynamics going on there much more subtle but yeah. certainly there always i mean i think yeah. the thing is that any relationship will sort of focus on relationship with two people but however many people involved mm. they're all going to be always going to be multiple power dynamics in play yeah and you know often they will mean that the two people are sort of in a way relatively even on power because Mm. if you add up all the different ones in play maybe they quite even out but you know certainly in some cases it's going to be that one person just does have quite a lot more power than the other and what we're saying as in relation to consent here is that that just makes it more difficult for the person in the position of less power to consent and we're talking about consent as always much more widely than sexual consent although that's a really important one Mm -hmm. but is that person able really to say yes no or maybe based on how they feel in relation to having sex with the other person are they able to say that in terms of having a relationship with that person at all and are they able to just generally you know be able to consent to things in their relationship are they you know finding that they're going off on holidays that they wouldn't really like to do yeah. or doing jobs they don't really want or yeah. doing more of the domestic labor or whatever because they don't really have the capacity to consent or living in a particular place yeah. or in a particular set or even living together at all yeah or, um and what it is you do with your your time together outside of work and stuff mm-hmm. you know it's like um so it's it's a it's a big issue and so kind of um why how is it that how what is it that gives people power mm. um, in a in 
a relationship dynamic and so some of those things um i mean you might be we've been talking about this quite a lot over previous podcasts but you know certain identities in society are given more status than others yes so a really obvious one here would be um men and women yeah so uh and particularly around sex but just generally you know um Mm -hmm. live in a very sexist culture mm-hmm. men are given status for many many things where women are given uh, stigma yeah uh, if we even just if you took a moment dear listener <laughs> think about the words used to describe um men who have sex uh think about what those words might be uh-huh. and then think about words used to describe women who have sex mm-hmm. and how very different those words are you can see that when it comes to sex certainly mm-hmm. that there's very uh, there's a big double standard going on there quite and um, men get status women get stigma yeah so um just looking at like a sexual relationship between mm. a man and a woman yeah and if you were to like focus on sex that has a huge part to play right definitely there might be other things going on mm. there might be other aspects of each individual person's identity or their background yeah that may mitigate or make or exacerbate yeah exactly but i think and, and also that one it's like a social structure but also it's the cultural messages as well isn't it yeah. because it's like you know uh, again goes back to sort of Simone de Beauvoir just writing mm-hmm. about how women are really taught to be for others yeah. and men are taught to be for themselves yeah. but that really plays out when it comes to consent because if every message you've had from really mm-hmm. young age is like you've got to be for other people yeah. um, then it's really hard to tune in to what you want yourself yeah. and so that makes consent difficult yeah. you know for women in a way that maybe it isn't so as difficult for men but again as you say it intersects with a whole load of other stuff yeah there are lots of different yeah. reasons that people that where i mean our personal ex- you know, if we move away from identities for a moment our personal experiences growing up perhaps yeah. our experiences how we're socialized uh like the all the all that kind of pretty deep psychological stuff for mm. us might mean that uh we might uh be as individuals we may be feel more able to ask for what we want or less able to ask for what well we want. a big one now would be yeah have you have have you been brought up in a relatively consensual way or not mm, you know yeah. the more you're going to have more you've had experience of non-consensual things happening to you whether that be like actual abuse or yep. um, assault or whether it just be treated quite non-consensually at school mm-hmm. or in the home you know ha- having your boundaries constantly pushed you mm-hmm. know or being made to do things that you don't want to do that's going to make it again harder to tune in yeah. to what you want and harder to articulate to, that, to someone else because often it can as an adult it can often feel still really unsafe mm. to articulate a boundary mm. you know even though actually you are now safe in that relationship to yeah. do so it can feel almost impossible if you've constantly had your consent violated when you were younger definitely um either uncon- either unsafe or just not okay mm. like i don't deserve to have this boundary for yeah. example um another one i was thinking of a big practical one would be wealth yes you know so if you've got one person in a relationship a lot more wealthy than the other mm-hmm. say that person knows that if the relationship broke up they'd be just fine yeah you know um that's huge yeah that's really huge that's really big that and yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, have uh, definitely resonates with me. Yeah, but it's um, like yeah. if one person just doesn't know, you know, one person knows they could walk away and be okay wealth wise, yeah. and the other person doesn't know that. You know, they yeah. know that it would be actually pretty tough for them mm. uh, money wise if they walked away from the relationship, or if that's in their past, because sometimes it can be that actually people would be fine 
in the present day mm. but if your past includes poverty yep. then you just never feel you just never feel that sense of security yep. even when you have kind of got it practically definitely yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and a, di- a different but related uh, thing here that uh, may have an impact as well as class yeah um, so um, uh, working class folk might often feel um, uh uh, lesser than middle class or yeah. upper class folks, and feel that they are less entitled to mm-hmm. ask. You know, for, you know, it's that idea, and I guess it's a very British thing. Yeah, um, dear listener. <laughs> uh, but I think you know that this is probably something that's true for a lot of different cultures too. It's just that you know the whole thing of class and the whole thing we learn about class is to know your place. Yeah, and not to get too uppity, mm-hmm. and you are where you are, and that's what you're going to remain. Yeah, and, don't um, get above yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, even to the extent I mean we just had this experience of being we went for lunch in a place that we normally go to and today yeah. it's packed out with suits and <laughs> I started feeling really yeah. uh, you know normally it's chill but then and it's quite posh but it's not posh in yeah. anyway but today it felt really posh well that's the kind of thing to be mindful of isn't it it's yeah. like if you're in a relationship with one person who's really familiar with that kind of arena and the other person yeah. just isn't it's like you know you think oh inviting someone else for, out for a posh meal well, that's a really nice thing to do yeah but you could be actually putting that person through something really anxiety provoking yeah who will maybe not feel able to say do you know actually because of my background this feels really uncomfortable to yeah. me so yeah, yeah. that's the kind of thing you know class-wise you'd want to be mindful of as a more middle class person in a relationship with a more working class person definitely yeah i mean i've learned now you just start from the outside don't you <laughs> outside going in that's the way <laughs> <laughs> with the cutlery <laughs> um, so class is one yeah um, disability is a really obvious one yeah. as well I mean the if we look at the uh, socially what I said about people with disabilities I mean just think mm-hmm. uh, think of all those famous uh, film scenes where you see of somebody with an obvious disability having sex yeah or you know in, even in even in like a romantic relationship uh, spoiler alert I can't really think of any I mean there's, there's <laughs> The Sessions is yeah. such a great film. Right? But it's but it's specifically about that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but, mm. I mean, we just don't see those all no. the time. So it's all about, so, abled bodies are much more privileged yeah. in, in terms of the messages we get around sex and relationships exactly. in particular. Mm-hmm. So there's potentially a power dynamic going on there. And there may be power dynamics in terms of, you know, as well with disability around, the, you know, being to some extent dependent on other people yeah. for caring and that kind of thing yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so that means that that can come out not just in terms of romantic and sexual relationships but also in friendships and yeah. in different kinds of relationships well, everything we're talking about applies to all kinds yeah. of relationships I suppose we're sort of folk, we're sort of thinking about a partner relationship here but these are relevant everywhere yeah um, and again you know with race as well there's a lot of nice stuff being written online now about yeah. how this stuff plays out in terms of race how you know particularly people of colour have to just suck up a whole load of nonsense from white folks the whole time which can really wet them down you know I guess it plays out in also pragmatic ways about who feels safe you know and in in different contexts so you know again you're you know a white person in relationship with a person of colour is that oh let's go and do this thing not realising that that will actually feel pretty unsafe for that you know for the the other person yeah thinking about things like that is really important yeah yeah um, so I guess also last week we talked about the cis trans thing yeah, as well. Yeah, so know. we kind of cover power in relation to cisgender and transgender yeah, there. Yeah. Um, and also last week we talked about age in that context as well. Yeah. I mean, that can be a thing too. 
because um, it was an old uh, dear listener if you remember listening mm-hmm. it was an old uh, queer guy dating a younger trans man that's right yes um, so we talked about it, how age can kind of intersect mm-hmm. and that's an interesting one as well because actually in last week's podcast we were talking about this actually that um, the older queer guy whilst he f- may feel like he has more privilege around being cis mm-hmm. actually he may be a bit disprivileged around his age if, mm-hmm. if the the queer scene he was in uh, is very young. You yeah, know, he might feel quite. Yeah, well, uh, that relates to what you were. What, what also you've said about how well do people fit the ideal yeah. in society, which some of those, you know, social structures really tie in with as well. Yeah, like what's the ideal person seen as being, and it's usually kind of young and white and cisgender and heterosexual. Yeah. Um, so again, if you're in a relationship, thinking well one person really fits this image of the kind of mm. ideal human yeah. uh, in a relationship more than the other and, a, and a appearance and attractiveness is a big one there mm-hmm. if like like in a romantic relationship or a sexual relationship that there can be a real sense of like what, what horrible stuff about like where somebody is on a kind of scale of one mm. to ten on attractiveness and then mm. somebody feeling like they have to hold on to that relationship if they don't feel yeah. like they're at the same level or yeah. higher on that yeah. which is just yeah appalling cultural nonsense about what's attractive and what isn't yeah exactly mm. um, but those messages are so mm. powerful right and they yep. just uh, yeah so um, so there are examples mm. where there may be some power at, yeah. at play there that will mean that somebody just doesn't feel as able to say to really say no I don't want to have sex tonight yeah or hey I'd like to do this thing at yeah. the weekend you know or you know actually could we change our relationship or end our relationship yeah those things will just be a lot harder yeah. the, le- the lower down you are on that power yeah mm. and I think Dan Savage talks about this or I'd nick this phrase for him I think but uh, mm. which I think just sums it up quite nicely that often there's just more at stake for one person than there is yeah for more at stake I like it yeah, yeah and yeah. so it just means that some things are much more loaded and, and so really what we're saying is yeah. just that it's it's recognising that this is really common actually yes. like if you think about um different relationship dynamics and the different people coming to those relationships and their backgrounds and their identities mm. it's got to be more common than not that there's going to be some kind of difference in power yeah at least around some aspects of your relationship exactly so i think the and that's a broad point that we're wanting to say that it's not just the harvey weinsteins the jimmy savills yes uh, that demonstrate that there's power the power imbalance but the, there are also more subtle power imbalances in everyday relationships that we may not realize yes. either we may not realize that we are that is there and so unintentionally might be abusing Mm. that power or certainly uh, people can be intentionally using that power and also there's that fuzzy area around you know I think we're you know a little bit better about thinking this in relation to sex but it's like are you using it in other ways you know Mm. are you kind of pressurizing a partner into doing the kind of things for entertainment and leisure that you enjoy and not being mindful that actually it feels pretty scary to them or uncomfortable in some way because again you know that they're gonna say yes you know um, to things because you want to do them yeah Yeah. so the thing here is um, like if you're the person with that may have more power you can maybe you will notice that you have more power by you know just think over recent mm. like decisions that you've made yeah and how much really has that been about getting what you want and how mm-hmm. much have you been really 
the the driver of that decision mm-hmm. and how much has the other person been kind of agreeing to the kinds of things that you're into it, yeah that might still be cool but just notice whether it's mm. notice the the pattern and the dynamic of what's been going on recently yeah um and maybe you can start to think about your identities and what you've brought to the table and just mm. what you know from each other's history and if you're curious yeah. about each other you'll be finding out stuff about um how we, each other's relationship patterns and your own dynamic but mm-hmm. if you feel like you are in uh, in this position of power what it is what is it that you can do to start to make sure that the relationship can be more consensual how can you open yeah. this up so that there's more consent going on but i think that's the tricky bit isn't it mm. it's the bit about recognizing the areas where you have power and privilege mm. because there's such a kind of um kind of idea around that somehow that makes you a bad person yeah. or you know it, that that makes you the oppressor or the mm. abuser mm. i think people have kind of flipped the other way to just wanting to not recognize any of it and to only kind of talk about the areas in which they're marginalized or oppressed and not any of the areas where they're privileged or have power because it, it's really hard to face that stuff in yourself definitely and that's where we need to really shift the thinking culturally because the problem is if you're not recognizing that stuff then you really are quite dangerous i think yeah. in terms of ab- abusing power yeah it's whereas if you recognize it then you can be open about it and have that conversation and Definitely. hopefully do what you can to increase the power the other person has exactly i mean it is a mm. difficult thing to to look at even because um people may think that they they don't really feel any of the benefit of yeah. power because of different intersections. Mm. You know, people might not feel like uh, a disabled white person might mm-hmm. not feel the, very much of the privilege and benefits of being a white person, but they certainly yeah. do compared to a black disabled person. Yeah, right? exactly. So, um, we get that a lot around class and race at the moment. Yeah. We? Like, with sort of white working class people kind of claiming to have it as bad as black working class people. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there's that's the thing about intersectionality is there's yes. multiple intersections in play definitely mm. so it's about kind of recognizing all that stuff and also this is really complicated stuff to explain yeah right so yes i mean <laughs> um so we hope that we're kind of making sense and uh that i'm getting this right but really we just want to say quite a subtle thing which is that there is inevitably going to be some power imbalance going on yeah and i think with with privilege and power that we kind of tend to go two ways neither of which are helpful mm. so i think one thing that a lot of a lot of us tend to do is just ignore the places where we have power and privilege yeah. or or pretend that we don't yeah because we don't want to look at the stuff that we might be implicated in you yeah. know um and the other thing is to sort of go the other way and sort of browbeat and think we're terrible mm. and sort of try and give give it all up or or almost like treat ourselves non-consensually because you know we're so terrible and first world problems and all of this kind of thing and i think neither of those is helpful no you know what we want is a kind of middle way where we still treat ourselves consensually and do Mm self-care but we also recognize the power and privilege we have and we do our best to open up the possibilities for other people in our lives who may have less yes yeah. And in a relationship, it's not going to do the relationship any good at all if one of us is sabotaging our own um, uh, ability to treat ourselves consensually and to look yeah. after ourselves in order that another person might be more able to. Exactly. We want people to want more people to be able to to be able to do self-care and care for each other um, mm-hmm. equally but the, the the issue here is is that and uh, making sure that everyone has enough space in that relationship to be able to do that for themselves and yeah. each other yeah absolutely um, so it's kind of trying to trying to 
maximize the consent for the other person um sort of i've heard it expressed as kind of opening up somebody's freedom or agency trying to give them as as much of that as possible Mm. and that you know might be about just yeah talking talking in a more in a way that opens up the possibility for consent more of of sort of instead of saying hey do you want to do this at the weekend being like you know i'm thinking about doing this at the weekend mm-hmm. um the options are would you like to join me yeah. or you know opening up what some other possibilities might be for that person or recognizing why they might not want to do the thing yeah so just so instead of it being kind of like yes no you're opening yeah. up some more options for them or well, i was saying things how do you feel about such and such or mm-hmm. how do you feel about such and such just putting this out there mm-hmm. um in our and uh, one of our early podcasts which was about is it okay to ask a partner to modify their body oh yeah uh, we talked about the idea of you know can you open up uh, decisions or, like how you feel about various uh, options by going I'm plus 10 zero yeah minus 10 so mm-hmm. to give an idea of you know some people might be more around the neutral space and other might be others might be much more positive yeah another way you could do this is to to add some weighting to that which is an idea I thought about the other day when I was mm. having a conversation with uh, with uh, my girlfriend around this was to say look I'm I'm uh, so I, I think we're, I can't remember what we were talking about but I said look I'm like around a plus four yeah for doing this but I feel like it's more important for you here to do what it is that you need because so I'm willing to go like plus or minus three either side ah, of my plus four nice does that make sense yeah 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 so um in order to give some flex to the kind of, to the yeah. nature of the decision, yeah. to what to to help them to think about what it is they want. So both you're saying where you're at, but also how much wiggle room around that you you're yeah. willing to give. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Or if I felt like I really needed to do some self care, I'd be like, I really am like around a, a, a plus four for this. I'm not really sure I want to move, but you know, yeah. we could talk about other options mm. around other stuff. Yeah. Um, and other ways that you could do this would be um, to uh, like talk percentages, I guess, like how like uh, uh, give a percentage to each different option and how much you're. Yeah, I mean, I think even bef- before all of that, one thing is just to really get across to the other person that you do want to know where they're at. You know that your you know there could be an assumption that your preference would be you know your preference would be for me to do the thing you want to do. Yeah, you know that. If, if I'm in some of those situations we were already talking about of mm. being less powerful yeah. my assumption just might be oh yeah well you know Justin would much rather I did the thing that he wants so I'm just going to go along with it yeah. so maybe what you want to be doing as well is just encouraging the other person to know actually I'd really hate it if you came along to something you didn't want to do yeah. or I'd really hate it if you're not feeling that well and yeah. you forced it yeah. and just just reiterating that which I think actually is something literally that you and I do for each other quite yeah. a lot because <laughs> we try and practice what we preach on this one isn't it yeah definitely but saying like just, you know yeah encouraging the other person to really feel into what they want and that you know not exactly. doing something or not doing something or changing the plan is perfectly okay absolutely mm. and trying to avoid putting people on the spot and putting people in the corner of having to say yes I want to do this no I don't yeah. want to do that and it's like what we talk about with things like enthusiastic consent and stuff mm. as well it's like we just want to be having conversations where certainly with each other where we kind of feel like we're on spectrums of you know mm. the, the various things that we may or may not want to do rather than this being a definite yes or a definite no which I don't think yeah 
I've ever, I don't think I've ever felt in, in the position of having to say yes or no to a thing you've ever suggested. So oh, good. Really yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, yeah. I find it really liberating, but it's a lot of communication just doesn't happen that way, does it? It's no. more like, I want to do this thing and neither you're going to please me by doing it mm-hmm. or you're going to displease me by not doing it. Yeah. And that can be so keenly felt yeah. by somebody that they're just overruling themselves all of the time. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I guess the thing is, this is going to cause relationship problems somewhere down the line mm. if that's the situation in a relationship. Yeah. So it's so important for the person with the more power in whatever. And it might be different in different arenas, mine might, it? It might yeah. be like somebody, somebody has more power in the sexual arena and the other person more in the day-to-day kind of stuff arena because people have got different messages about those things definitely mm. I think the other just like pro tip I wanted to give as well it yeah. is to make sure you're giving the other person time like yeah. uh, just giving them space and time to right. make a decision so yeah. it's like putting this out there how do you feel about this you don't have to answer yeah. now but I'm thinking about like doing this at the weekend brilliant well this you know. is like um, I'll have to share this example so I've been navigating with my sister who I'm visiting in the US mm. who has chronic fatigue syndrome yeah. and as having a bit of a long relapse at the moment and so about navigating our trip we've been doing this a lot with each other because yeah. then I got ill <laughs> so I was like I don't know so like I was saying things to her like okay so I've got a cold really fine for you to say I don't want to be around germs you know while I'm in this situation I can definitely rearrange the trip if so Mm -hmm. also fine for you to say I don't want the risk of you getting here and then getting ill and I've got to look after you you know and so like putting out there like that with a you know yeah I really want to do this and you have these options and they would all be completely fine and trying to imagine a bit with empathy where what might be the lines and you know for, for me getting that back from her as well of like you know basically we would love to see you but also don't want you to put, put to put yourself through traveling when you're feeling ill yeah so you know either way is fine with me yeah it just takes so much pressure off you know definitely yeah i mean and this is just good consensual practice as yes. well right even outside of the conversation of of mm. power this is just really good practice but yeah. the thing is with consent is that power is such an important part of it mm. like but there is there is very rarely a level playing field when it comes to consent. Right. There's usually more at stake for one person than the other, mm-hmm. as we said earlier. So this is why we need to be having these having this good practice stuff around consent and trying to open things up as much as possible. Yeah. Because that just makes it easier for everyone because yeah. the reason why consent is hard is because of power. Right. So you put something out there like that and then you also say, hey, t- also totally fine to take a day to think about this. You yeah. Know? Also, you know encourage somebody to feel into how they really feel about it rather than just encouraging them to give you an answer I guess going just uh, going back to a a situation where one person is clearly much more powerful than than another again without going into particular examples of of what's going on in the news at the moment but you know if one person's got a huge amount of money and another person really doesn't have very much money Mm. and it might be quite reasonable for that person to pay for most of a date for example you know like Mm. um so particularly if they're not able to go down the local Weatherspoons. Yes. You know, uh, Curry Club. Yeah. Thursday night, isn't it? Curry Club. Oh, Curry, oh, it's Club. Curry Club tonight. Right. It's very night. <laughs> you could be having a Weatherspoons Curry. Well, probably not the listeners because this isn't going to go out today. No. Yeah. Next Thursday. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing increasing, increasingly, I'm seeing that uh, people are asking the Labour Party to nationalise Weatherspoons, which I think would be 
great. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. It's a national institution, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> Especially so, curry. <laughs> I can understand why somebody yeah. who's very, very wealthy might not be up for splitting a curry club. Yes. So they, they might, might want to go somewhere a bit posher. Yeah, or a bit more private because they yeah. couldn't just literally just couldn't go to a mm. so, yeah. um So that would mean that there is a power dynamic going on there. But mm. how could that person make sure that then the person who was being paid for didn't feel there was a quid pro quo that they had to do yes. something for them. Yes, absolutely. And so it's like recognising, look, hey, I've realised I've paid for this on mm. evening, but honestly, it's like, I'm going to leave this up to you if you want to see me again or, you That's know. That's why a conversation about money is really useful and it's a hard one, just yeah. like a conversation about sex. But, you know, I think having that conversation about how do we do finance and if the agreement is you both put in the, this a percentage of what you earn for yeah. example yeah. Um, so like you know you do that by say alternating dates between the posh place and the Weatherspoons, or you do yes. it by literally you know every bill that you get one person puts in 10% and one puts, person puts in 90 yeah. that's the agreement mm. and actually both those people are putting in the same amount of money yes. like that's equal that um, would be one way of, of navigating it yeah. but you'd really yeah the wealthier person really needs to be mindful of ensuring that the other person does not feel they owe something yeah yeah really and important. it's up to them to bring up these conversations yes right yeah uh, it's going to be it's going to be they have to realize that the poorer person on this date yes uh that is going to find that a very difficult topic to bring up yeah you know potentially yeah um i i would love to go to the fat duck with you but <laughs> <laughs> i can literally only i would normally only be able to afford you know 10 pounds on a date yes. or something and this whole thing's going to cost at least you know 300 quid yeah uh, and um, also it's miles away isn't it so yeah 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 you've got a taxi first yeah. you've got to factor that in you know well the, the person might have a helicopter the rich person yeah yeah helicopter this person sounds quite nice <laughs> <laughs> maybe not I don't know well, Christi- are we talking Christian Grey here it's so? alluring right <laughs> Well, that's a really good example of fictional right. example, right? Really good example where and the consent is not done well because yeah. Christian Grey is like, oh, I'll just give Anna a whole bunch of presents and that'll be just fine. And Anna's yeah. like, well, this does not feel fine. Yeah. And Christian goes, whatever. I'm going to keep buying you presents and then get really involved with all your friends and your work life. And like, yeah. Yeah. Really creepy. Right? Really creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So um, mm. it's up to the person where mm. there is clearly uh, where one person clearly has power. That's what I that yeah, exactly. That's what I want to see is the Fifty Shades of Grey scene where he's sitting Anna down and going, "Here's all the kinds of power I have." Yeah. Compared to you, you know how are we going to navigate that? Yeah. Like you know, there's I'm clearly, really there's clearly some kind of weird chemistry going on. Yeah. You know, I'm just hanging around. <laughs> creeping at you but you know let's forget about the fact that I've been really creepy yeah well no this would be before this was this is the whole different version of right. Fifty Shades of Grey where that's the first conversation so if we have. imagine that they somehow met and he wasn't being creepy and yeah. some kind of chemistry <laughs> yeah so yeah and he yeah. like and was like okay so yeah. this is the thing before things are going to go any further yeah, yeah. it's going to be really hard because I've got all this power so yeah. let's see how we so yeah I'm going to make sure you like stay seeing all your friends and all your family and that you can be really open with them about the relationship we're having yes. not like keep stuff a secret <laughs> <laughs> we're going to figure out the wealth thing so you're not going to feel obligated to me we're going to go yeah. uh, curry night on Thursday night to Weatherspoons down Weatherspoons and we're going to have to relocate from Seattle to <laughs> somewhere in Britain yeah uh, Worcester that's got nice Weatherspoons yeah it's a really good carpet uh, every Weatherspoons has the a good carpet the postal order 
the postal order. Yeah. Okay, but uh, the, one, the big one in Derby is called the standing order. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I presume the one in Worcester used to be in a post office and the yeah. one in Derby used to be in a bank. That's right. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> so clever. They're on it and we're Even the though we are both Remainers, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, that's a big tangent. So, yeah, yeah so... Um, <laughs> Again, Fifty Shades is a great mm. learning tool. It is. Please don't read it. <laughs> <laughs> so many, so many things we can learn from what they didn't do right. And <laughs> um, is there anything else we need to say? I think that's. Um, yeah, just, just I think you know that that really important point about it's about maximising both people's consent. Mm. So it's not about like stopping behavior you know if you're the more powerful person it's not like stopping being consensual towards yourself yeah it's more like trying to maximize the other person's potential to treat themselves consensually as well yeah and 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 yeah so charting that middle path between denying all of your power and privilege and you know um going sort of going the other way and trying to treat yourself badly because of feeling you've got power and privilege it's not it's treating yourself well and treating the other person well yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think that's it isn't it we're done so uh, thanks for that there might be a little bit of a break after this one MJ is going off to the states absolutely hopefully so we might have yeah. <laughs> health depending yeah, yeah. Um, so, so we might have a couple of weeks break of the podcast uh, yeah unless we figure out how to do it over Skype well, yeah, it might happen yeah I mean may happen yeah may not uh, happen may not happen <laughs> uh, but go back and re-listen to some of our your favourite podcasts from yeah, one from the vaults. One from the vaults. Or you could just sit and listen to silence and imagine <laughs> us talking to each other. <laughs> imagine the smart, stupid things we might say. Yeah, we might do a Fonz impression. No, we won't. Fonz is a pirate. No, 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 it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> they don't deserve it, MJ. <laughs> you do, you do, but you're not getting it. So, uh, if you liked this... Um, Please uh, follow us. Tell everyone to follow us on yeah, Twitter at Meg John Justin. Yeah, and subscribe to our podcast soundcloud.com forward slash Meg John Justin. We're on the Facebooks as well, Meg John Justin. And our website, MegJohnandJustin.com, yeah. where you yes. can get our zines, our book, our podcasts, our blogs. Blogs. Also, our if you. Everything. Uh, videos. Elvids. If you click on the About Us section as well, you can uh, read more about uh, the rest of the work that we do together. But also, oh, yeah. you can read, uh, you can find, I certainly have started offering a one to one coaching kind yeah. of thing thing. Yeah. So, if you want some advice from me, yep. then you can get that. Yeah. Uh, you just follow the links via the website. And yep. And there's also, yeah, info on my website about the different talks and trainings and one to one stuff that I offer as well. Yeah. so you can pick us up there too yeah Uh, so until next time Bye. bye